0: The day I realized that I no longer had a little girl's body, but a body of a woman, was the day I took the biggest shit of my life. Hot Vomit, vomit. vomit. a Ferrochrome podcast. It all started on a Friday after middle school. I was rummaging through our kitchen cupboards looking for a snack before Oprah when I spied a single gleaming yellow can. From out of nowhere, this can created an abyss in my gut. I was struck by a craving, a womanly craving, a craving for corn. Now, my mom has always coupon shopped, and each item she picked up at a grocery store was accounted for slash meal planned. So I knew I needed to ask. Mom, can I open the can of corn in the cupboard? A single word traveled swiftly through the doorway from the living room. No, she said. I pleaded. Please, I asked. "'No,' she replied. "'It'll be a waste.' I pleaded some more. "'It'll be a waste of money and a waste of food,' she said, an edge in her voice. "'You can't eat the whole thing, and the rest will just go bad in the fridge.' "'Aha! Room for negotiation.' "'Wait,' I said. "'What if I ate the whole can?' Then, with more confidence, "'I'm so hungry, Mum. I can eat the whole can!' long, exhausted pause from the living room. Mom, a sigh. Mom, exasperated. Fine, fill your boots. I snatched the can from the cupboard. But, she said, only if you're going to eat it. All of it. Without hesitation, I had a rickety steel can opener balanced gently on the top of the green giant's head and was prying the lid off one half turn at a time. The smell of sweet corn and what may have been diluted preservatives greeted my eager nose. I was feeling a preteen zealous for the corn, as though the contents of the can were christened by new kid on the block Joey McIntyre himself. Once I deemed the corn heated thoroughly, I took the pot from the stove and poured a quarter of the steaming hot corn niblets into a bowl and put a pad of margarine on top. I watched the pad of margarine dissolve over the corn niblets. I was so pleased. This was going to be delicious. I figured I'd eat this bowl now and then eat the rest in front of the TV. But after a few forkfuls, I stopped. Turns out, eating an entire can of corn, with nothing else, is, well, a little nauseating. There was still corn left in my bowl, and there was still half of the can left in the pot next to the stove. It felt like I had already had a three-course feast. But a promise is a promise is a promise. And I had promised my mom I wouldn't waste a single niblet. This is probably a good moment to say that I was raised Catholic, So the stakes were ridiculously high with every tiny action or decision I made in life, especially as a youth, as though my not eating every corn niblet would be like I was personally driving an extra steak into Jesus' hands. So the waves of needing to keep my word to my mother were even stronger than the sweaty waves of nausea I endured as I ate the whole damn family-sized can of corn. The last few forkfuls I gagged down, but I stared dead-eyed at my bowl, determined to not get into the trouble that I always felt was one small step away in our house, and determined to not go back on my word. Plus, I got the bonus of proving my mother kind of wrong. In fact, I could eat an entire family-sized can of corn, while completely ignoring the alarm signals and revulsion coming from my gut, but I could do it. I did not eat supper that night. My mom, in her infinite grace and love and wisdom, did not call me to the table. But the next morning, while serving my six-year-old brother slightly burnt strawberry pop-tarts scalding hot out of our two-sliced toaster, I felt ACDC's thunder strike in my lower abdomen. No, scratch that. I felt a Guns N' Roses lyric, loaded like a freight train, coming down my small intestine as though the brakes had been cut 5,000 kilometers earlier. I had never felt such a physical mix of unease, urgency, curiosity, and the ability to track my poop's trajectory inside my body from sensations occurring outside of my body. I was babysitting, so it was just my brother and I in the house. Hey, Batman, I said as I was walking backwards away from him. At the time, he was never without a cape. I've got to run to the bathroom. Just sit here until I get back. Blow on that Pop-Tart because it's too hot and do not go outside. I could hear him nibbling just the outer edges of his breakfast like a pro as my cold fingertips tried to pry open the buttons of my Alfred Sun button-top jeans. I made it to the toilet just in time. What came out of me was essentially an anaconda of shit. It was like it had a life and a mission all of its own, and needed absolutely no guidance or help from me while exiting my body. What it did need help with was exiting our house via the pipes in our bathroom and joining its king-size friends in our city sewer system. Right before the all-encompassing shame panic set in, I marveled for a brief nanosecond at the dimensions of this thing. Half of it was in and out of the water, I almost felt as though I should introduce myself. But then the stench hit, and oh my dear, dear God, had I accidentally ate highway roadkill along with this can of corn? But then curiosity was replaced with the escalating symphony of shame panic, immediately followed by brow sweat and the intense penetrating thought of, no one must know. I flushed. The poop didn't budge. The water rushed out around it and back in as though it was just there to cool off this anaconda of human waste. The symphony got louder, the notes steadily marching my sanity over a cliff. I flushed again. Nothing. No movement. The shame coursing through my body tripled its strength. Both sets of cheeks were smoldering red. Oh my God, I thought. I'm disgusting. I forced myself to move away from the toilet to think. I meticulously washed my hands and buttoned up my dark blue and jeans as though there was a dead body half hanging out of my toilet. But as long as I put myself together, I may have half a chance of getting away with this. I dried my hands on my mom's good hand towel, the decorative one, without noticing. Okay, I thought. We only have one toilet in our house. My parents were running errands and would be back soon. My teenage sister was at a sleepover and would be back even sooner than them. It would be the end of my fucking life if any of those bozos knew. P.S. I wasn't even ready to know this about myself. And the closest friend affinity I had to someone in my family was to my six-year-old brother. But what was he going to do to help? Put a cape on it and have my poop be our supervillain for the next 30 minutes? Oh, this was not good. I looked at the plunger in the corner, but instinctively knew that the poop had to at least be in the hole in the toilet to give that a shot mad I wouldn't learn that water was a dissolvent anytime soon. I flushed again. Nothing. The sweat had somehow populated from my brow to my underarms to under my tiny budding boobs. I had to get this poop out of her house. But how the fudge was I going to get a gigantic shit out of her house? And then it came to me. I went down the hall to the kitchen and asked my brother if he'd like to watch TV downstairs. I was pretty sure Adam West's Batman show was on which would guarantee me 20 or so uninterrupted minutes. I put his breakfast dishes in the sink and then headed down the stairs as he jumped from his chair and said, ''Okay, I'll just go brush my teeth.'' My brother has always been admirably awesome at dental hygiene. ''No!'' I shrieked. ''You don't want to miss the show. We can do that later.'' He paused. ''Okay,'' he said and he joined me on the stairs. After he was set up, I ran back up to the kitchen and went to the cloth bag my mom had picked up at a craft fair that holds all the plastic bags in her house. I yanked out six plastic Sobeys bags and retreated to the bathroom. In my magical thinking, I was hoping the poop would have disappeared, but the poop had not gotten any smaller, let alone disappeared. And what had gotten much, 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 much bigger was the smell of it. It was like walking into a wall of roadkill corn poop perfume. With a smell like that, I knew I couldn't waste any more time. I put my hand all the way into a Sobe's bag, with my other hand holding one side of another bag open. I reached into the toilet and was immediately surprised at how squishy this solid-looking poop felt, and I grabbed it with this bag over my hand, and it broke two. And unlike the graceful poop-scooping maneuvers of dog owners everywhere, I wrestled mine into the other Sobeys bag, trying to dodge splashes of shitty toilet water. I shoved the bag I had used as a glove into the bag with the poop and got a fresh bag out over my hand to get the other piece, which was still so big it did not go all the way into the hole, and I could easily grab it. I put the incredibly stinky poop bags inside the other bags and knotted the last one tightly at the top. I was scared to Death. someone was going to come home and catch me. Like, honest to God, if a 12-year-old could stroke out on just nerves alone, I would not have the ability for speech today. I cleaned up the toilet and flushed. Miraculously, the toilet flushed easily, as though it had no idea all the trauma I had inflicted on it for the past 15 minutes. I scrubbed my hands, and then I opened our tiny bathroom window located over our tub and took a deep breath. I got out of the bathtub and picked up the bag full of human shit, my human shit, and I threw my cowering shoulders back and opened the bathroom door. This was the decision I was making that was widening the gap between myself as an unself-conscious, fully present, joy-seeking, innocent little girl and myself as a shame-based, manipulative monster of a woman. As a girl, I didn't think twice of my bodily functions, and as a woman, they and I were under a harsh, harsh microscope. While opening the back door, I tried to casually hold the lopsided, stinking Sobeys bag full of shit as normally as possible. It caused me a lot of distress to leave my little brother downstairs with Adam West while I took a trip through our backyard to the Forbidden Woods, but I couldn't risk both of us disobeying my parents. This criminal job was mine and mine alone. At the time, my parents lived on a block that was undeveloped, so everyone's houses all had backyards which opened up into a large area of brush and then some dense woods. Neighbors would call each other if they saw black bears in the spring. And by the way the street curved, about six houses deep on either side of my parents, which means anyone could see any going-ons in the brush and the woods. I could feel sweat running down one side of my face, and I could feel it sliding off my neck onto my upper back. Even my butt felt damp in jeans. I walked my ship past the little mound of dirt my sister and I played on as kids that we called The Hill. I walked my ship past the familiar scrub that we hid toys in for buried treasure. And I walked my ship past the place where I once found a dying bird, and my mother almost killed me for trying to bring it home. Was it just me, or could I feel various neighbors' eyes on the back of my button-up Northern Reflections loon shirt? Don't turn around, I said to myself. Act like this is perfectly normal. I walked past the small, dry, dirt gully that separated what we'd called Outback from the woods. We were never allowed to cross this line. I took a shaky, deep breath. My painful, plastic, sparkly jelly shoes crossed the line. I was sweating, half crying, half talking to myself, holding a shady-looking bag of either a slumped dead house pet or a pile of shit disappearing into the woods. I was twelve, In a few weeks into grade seven. I swung the bag once and threw it as far as my trembling hand could throw it. I heard a soft thud and the rustling of leaves. I felt an instant moment of relief that the literal weight of the ship was no longer on my shoulders. Then an even worse shame and fear flooded in. What if my brother is playing with matches right now or choking? What if someone discovers my plastic bag of shit? That plastic bag is never going to decompose. I just destroyed the with my own shit what if anyone saw me getting rid of it what if my parents or worse my sister comes home right now as I'm casually walking out of the woods drenched in sweat what would I say and what kind of person chooses to pick up their own shit and throw it into the woods pause whatever kind of person that is I am that kind of person I quickly turned around, trying to casually speed walk back to our house so as not to catch any neighbors' attention, my jelly shoes pinching my feet on the uneven ground. I was worried about my brother, but now I was more worried about my sister or parents getting home before I did. The sun beat down on my guilty face like it was the desert. I could taste my own sweat in my mouth. Letting myself back into the house uncaught and joining my brother for the tail end of Batman was like getting some kind of free, enormous gift from the universe. I threw around the couch cushions and kapow moves with him as though I owed my brother and the world some stellar babysitting. My sister came home, and then my parents, and I was full of unease. No one mentioned the smell of shit. It was faint, but it was there. The woods behind my parents' house have since been transformed into a subdivision. Where once there was dense trees and brush, there are now rows and rows of perfect houses. Sometimes, late at night, the memory of terrified adolescent sweat creeps down my neck, and I wonder, what happened to my bag of shit? Hot Vomit, vomit. a Ferrochrome podcast.